Hello, welcome to the Axiom Podcast, episode 69. I'm your host, Devin Dash, and I'm here with Cameron Earhart. Today, we're going to be talking about failures and opportunities. Cameron, let's just jump straight into the deep end. Failure is something that I think most people don't like, and we are bombarded daily in a culture that says success is the, it's the pinnacle. We are all striving for success, but Mm. I don't think we really know what exactly success is. And in my view, I I think we don't know what success is because we have a poor view of failure. So, but I want to hear your thoughts. What is your view on failure? Yeah. Great question. And my answer, I'm not going to claim that's original to me. I'm pretty sure I heard it from Simon Sinek watching one of his videos. Um, and he talks a lot about this. So failure, um, I, I think it is really important that we do have a proper view of failure because failure, it really the only definition is quitting or giving up. So if you fail at something, that's something that you just gave up on. You chose not to try to accomplish that. Yes, that is a failure. But what I don't think is failure is when we set out to accomplish something and we do everything we can, we truly give it our best to accomplish it and we don't succeed. The opposite of that is not failure. I don't think we should look at that as failure. We should look at that kind of the opposite side of the token as a learning opportunity, um, because there's going to be some really incredible insights that we get from that experience. So that's kind of how I want to, um, frame our view around failure, you know, jumping into this conversation, let's get away from thinking anytime we don't succeed, it's a, it's a failure. And let's start thinking of failure simply as any time that we give up, quit, or even don't try, you know, we could go down that route as well. Like something that we know we should do, but we just never work up the courage, the boldness, you know, whatever you want to call it to, to even attempt it, you know, that I would also consider a failure. So what, what are your thoughts? I'm curious and hearing what you think. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I always go back to the, the token uh, metaphor that was used by Thomas Edison is like, you know, it took him 90, I think it was Thomas Edison, it took him 99 different times to find out ways not to build the light bulb. Um, so, you know, he, everybody knows that he tried time and time again to invent the light bulb, like an over, he was an inventor. He was a tinker. I mean, he, he created a lot of beneficial tools that we use today and, but he didn't always do it on the first try. Like, so his success didn't come from the fact that he built, like invented the light bulb. His success came through the many, many times he found out how not to build it. Right. Right. And so that's, that's, I, I agree. It's, it's failure is, is really, um, failure is when we, we, we stop striving for a given outcome and maybe now, maybe there's resources there. There's lots of maybe naysayers who might be listening to this and say, yeah, well, but, but just because I stopped striving for a given outcome, doesn't mean I'm a failure. Right. Well, no, like there's the resource constraints that we might get into, but if we, I would say as a, as a husband, and I love my wife and I just sharing this with you. One of my goals in life is to be a faithful husband. Yep. Right. So what does that mean? What does success look like in that? Well, it means that I'm always having eyes on trying to have eyes only for my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm faithful to her. She's, she's the one that I stood at the altar and said, I will always love you. Now, everybody knows this. I'm very unlikable in some days. And 
she's on like our wives and our spouses are unlikable on other days, but it doesn't matter. It's only failure. If I say, yeah, I'm giving up on pursuing that given outcome. So right. I think that's when we talk about failure, that's, that's where I lean is it's me saying, yeah, I'm intentionally going to just not do this conscious decision not to pursue a desired outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, I guess the argument or the response might be like, well, that's just the way like you're wording it, you know, you're just wording it differently. And, but I think it is important that we do word it differently because, um, you know, we, we know people who have a habit of saying like, yeah, I always fail. Like every, every time I try to, you know, do something like that, I fail. Um, and when they have that mindset, like it, it really, um, you know, it trains you to believe that like you, you're not going to succeed. Like you go into it with a sense of power pessimism, um, you know, thinking less of yourself that you are a failure inherently because you can't figure it out. You know, and if Ty, what do you say, Thomas Edison, was that the example we use? Mm -hmm. If if he would have viewed those 98 prior times as failures, he probably wouldn't have gotten to 98. He probably would have given up after like, you know, number five, six, seven, eight, whatever it might've been because he was a failure. He kept failing, but I guarantee you, you know, I wish we could ask him. I guarantee you, he looked at those 98 times as not failures, but learning opportunities every single time he learned something and applied it to the next attempt. So, yeah, yeah. no, I, I like that. I, and I think it's your definition of failure as giving up. And what I think what you're, what you're describing and you keep using these, these two words is learning opportunities is kind of the inverse of that is we shouldn't see not achieving some end as a failure we should look at it as learning opportunities. So let's talk, talk more about that mindset and, and like, why is it important that that's our mindset and we don't accomplish something that we set out to do? Yeah. And it it really is a mindset. I think this conversation is, you know, it's obviously more philosophical, but it's important because this is, um, you know, if we're talking directly to business owners right now, so this is the mindset that we want to have as business owners and we want our employees to have that, um, you know, for example, when they go out to try to make that big sale and, you know, they go into it and they think they got it and they've crossed all the T's and dot all the I's. And then they leave that meeting feeling like a sense of, you know, defeated because the the person wasn't ready to close. The person didn't sign on the dotted line. We, the last thing we want is for them thinking they failed. Um, we want to sit down with them and say, what did you learn from that opportunity? Like, tell, you know, let's talk about the conversation. What was said? Um, what are ways that you feel like you, you could have responded better? You know, so we want to take what happened in that situation. And so the next time when that salesperson has the opportunity to pitch, you know, to another huge client, they're going to be that much better because they looked at that first, um, uh, you know, I'll call it opportunity. They looked at that as a chance to learn rather than as a failure. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's important that we kind of teach that mindset to our employees that, Hey, we're going to set out to do this. We're going to give it all we can. And if we don't accomplish it, we're going to learn and we're going to, we're going to improve. We're going to adapt and we're going to continue moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the idea of mindset. I think there's a lot of popular books out right now that, and this has probably been something they've talked about for a long time, but especially, especially as scientists get more information out of research on the brain and, Mm -hmm. and studies on the brain, they're, they're finding that our initial response to said thing is not an emotional response. It's a thought response. Yeah. 
Right. And so if we go out and we do something and we don't succeed at it, or we don't, we don't get the outcome that we expected to get. If we label that as a failure and we don't see it as, okay, I just, I did my best and this is what it was. And it was just an opportunity to, to try something. And yeah, I didn't get the outcome I expected. When we think about it as failure, that's where we're getting trapped. And so when we, when we shift our mindset from, from, Oh, this is something that I can't accomplish to, okay, there's opportunities here that to, to get a different outcome because I didn't get the outcome I was expected. It encourages us to keep going, keep trying, keep striving, keep improving. Yeah. And no, I mean, that's a great point and I agree completely. And I think, you know, the next question, actually, I want to ask you, cause it's, I, I feel like you have more experience with them and it's, um, the, the question <laughs> You're very is, gracious. You know, how, how do we, how do we use those moments as learning opportunities? I want you to touch on after action reviews and kind of talk about, cause I think after action reviews are a great way of coming back, you know, maybe after we set out, um, to accomplish something and we didn't, that's a great way to evaluate what happened and improve and looking at, look at it as a learning opportunity. So um, so yeah, if you could talk a little bit about those and just the questions that we ask, I think those are important. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I, I'll, a quick comment as I love after action reviews. Um, I think I'm not super confident as a public speaker or as a giver of any type of presentation. Except for podcasts. Um, oh, well, thank you. That's because <laughs> people can't see me most of the time. Um, <laughs> we have faces for radio. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, um, one of the things that we get to do with clients, uh, if they if they sign up for it, is we present. There's a there's a there's a specific presentation that we do for the Reach ecosystem, and we do it when they engage their leadership team and their their entire culture with the Reach ecosystem because we want everyone to have a common language. Um, and I remember the first presentation I did. Um, with, with the reach ecosystem, it was a group, it was to a group of 40 employees maybe 25 to 40 employees. Um, I built the presentation myself. I had built all of the, the slides and the graphics to try to explain complex principles, um, with the reach ecosystem. And man, I was so nervous. Uh, it was, it was a big moment for us, uh, for, for the Axiom team, uh, for me. And I, I left and it, I had so much sweat coming out of my armpits and maybe TMI, but I just remember being like thankful that it was over, happy that it was over, happy that we, we continued. It wasn't a failure. Now a lot of things didn't go how I wanted them to go, but it wasn't a failure. Um, and that was primarily because I immediately got, you know, we had a drive and and there was a commute. So when I got back into the truck, had the opportunity to talk with Joey uh, and I said, okay, what went well? And I'm, st- I'm asking him the questions on his thoughts. Hey, what went well? That's the first question mm-hmm. or, or maybe, maybe the first, you know, tied with the second question of after action reviews is what did we expect to happen? Because when we can lay, and this comes from Peter Drucker, uh, the effective executive, I'm sorry, not no, the effective extreme executive. ownership. It, well, extre- it, the, the idea of after action reviews comes from extreme ownership. Okay. But, I wanted to make sure we weren't quoting. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> They, I, I'll have to put the book in the show notes. I cannot remember it for the life of me off the top of my head. It's in my Audible library. But there's another book by uh, Peter Drucker, who's management consultant, very popular, well, very highly renowned. Um, but he talks about the idea as leaders. If you want to continue to improve as leaders, we should be the best at 
outlining our expectations before we undergo a given task. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And that's his point is, and we should catalog that we should document it somewhere so that at the end we can go back and we can say, what did we expect to happen? Right. Similar to this is like, it's a failure if we go in blind, not knowing what to expect. And we don't have any way to evaluate or improve on, you know, see that you have any opportunity to improve. So anyway, the first question is, what did we expect to happen? And very closely related that to that is, what went well? What actually happened? What went well? And those, those questions get us in the mindset of saying, let's focus on the positives first. Let's focus on the things that actually met our expectations that were in line with what we wanted to accomplish. And then the next question is, what didn't go well? And, or what didn't go according to plan? Or, or how, do, how do we... Like, how did we improve? Um, again, so that we can achieve we can achieve that outcome that we desire. Uh, and then uh, there's a couple of other questions with the AAR that, and, and depending on where you get this from, extreme ownership, they they have a couple of of supplement questions that go along with the main ideas, which is what went well, did we accomplish what we wanted to accomplish, what didn't go well, and these questions are. What, what do we need to keep doing? So in line with what went well, what do we need to keep doing in order to capitalize on this whole experience and what we've learned? And then what do we need to stop doing? or What do we need to change immediately so that we don't get maybe the negative outcomes that we, we would like to have avoided? Um, so all those things, like I think after action reviews is a great way to truly use any moment any anything that we undertake as an op- learning opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's good. No, I yeah, and I, and I feel like when we go into it with that framework of hey, let's sit down as a team, let's recap this, debrief, and let's talk about um, you know what we need to do moving forward. Uh, that that's the mindset that we want, rather than like, hey guys, we failed. Let's never try this again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you see, I think. I, you know, I used the, the presentation that we started with and because we got like, we literally got in the truck, we had probably an hour and 15 minute drive home. But because we did that the next day, I, I spent an hour, maybe an hour and a half fix, do, you know, actually fixing all the things that we said, Hey, we can improve upon this. We can improve upon this. And we, I went, I went and spent a couple of hours immediately fixed the presentation. We had a, a we had a, very similar presentation a month later, the same kind of presentation with the team uh, for their annual planning session a month later. And it was one of those moments where like, man, I really, we all felt like we knocked it out of the park. The team was highly engaged. Mm. The information was so much uh, easier to digest because yeah, we, we spent a little bit more time. We developed some of the graphics and created some new animations so that it could explain the science a little bit more. But man, was it worth it. And we wouldn't have had the opportunity to improve on those things if we didn't do the after-action review. And I think the final thing I'll comment on with that is one area you see this with is great speakers. And you mentioned Simon Sinek at the beginning. I would guarantee you that Simon Sinek does this. Now, he's an author. He's a writer. Extremely intelligent. But I I would doubt that he builds a presentation and then never does it again. Because one of the things you know about great speakers is they keep refining their craft. If they have a presentation that went well and was well-received, and maybe it's a topic that they're speaking on to try to write a book on later or, or vice versa, 
maybe they wrote a book and now they're trying to present it in a 25 minute keynote, they're going to constantly use that information and they're going to constantly figure out ways to better refine it. They don't just one and done with their presentations. Um, so again, back to that original idea of like, it's only a failure if we never do anything more with it. And we, you know, we write it off as trash and garbage, <laughs> not an opportunity to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'll just, I'll close with this. I think the reason why this is so important to business owners is business owners are entrepreneurs, right? And so entrepreneurs um, can't have a failure mindset. Uh, if, if an entrepreneur has has a failure mindset, then they'll never become a successful entrepreneur. You know, they'll hit their first big challenge or first big roadblock and it will make them fall and crash and burn and they'll decide not to continue. Um, and so most business owners, you know, that have grown, they've been doing it for, you know, a number of years. They, they're, they actually have, you know, a sustainable business at this point, they probably have this mindset inherently. And so I think the the reason that it's so important is, that we talk about this is so they might have this mindset, but not even realize they have this mindset, like not even realize their view on failure, or at least have never articulated it and taught it um, or coached it to their team. And so I think it's really important that the, you know, the entrepreneur who suffered and struggled for 15 years to get that business to where it is today, tries to instill that same type of mentality into their employees, especially their leadership team. Um, so that's why I think this conversation is so important. No, man, well said. And, and as, as you're saying that, I, I think, I think of the one, one of the main roles that we, we would say leaders have to affirm. And that's my role as a leader is to equip, exhort, and empower those in my charge. Mm -hmm. And I, I, when you said all that, I fixated on the word empower, even though you didn't say it, but I think that's the idea is like business owners who have gone through that, that process of many learning opportunities. Every time I've never had an experience where I, you know, initially maybe I go, Oh, that was a failure. And I have to get somebody to smack me around and tell me, no, like what you can, this, you can recover from this. This is not the end. And there's always a sense of empowerment that comes from that mm -hmm. when we can grow past something. And I think it, like you said, it is important for our business owners to realize that they have that mindset. And I would go say, say to say even more important that they learn how to communicate that that's like, that's a mindset that they want. And it's desirable and it's good because that's something that they can use to elevate the performance of their employees with. Right. When a business owner can realize the empowerment that comes from learning through quote unquote failure, and he can communicate that to his employees, organizations continue to grow, they continue to innovate and get better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good stuff. Thanks everyone for joining us and uh, we'll see you next week. Make sure and subscribe if you haven't already and um, send us an email, contact us if you have anything that you'd like to hear us discuss next. And we hope this has been beneficial. Thank you.